Dave Jones is with us, and and Dave, um, for our audience, can you kind of give uh, give them a background of uh, who you are and you know what you, you know what you, what you do? Uh, yeah, I mean for uh, for my day job, I'm a sysadmin. I've been a sysadmin slash programmer for 25 years, going on, and um, I guess that's relevant to uh, what our project is now, just because uh, Adam and I got to know each other, uh, gosh, about 10 years ago, at least now, maybe a little bit earlier than that. And, um, in a, so we, we were in the same circles of, uh, uh, tech stuff. And so we got to know each other and because I was uh, a sysadmin and, and a programmer as well, we ended up uh, just doing a bunch of projects together. And, um, that's that's kind of the the back, my background as it relates to you know the podcast index and that kind of thing. So how does the conversation about uh, this the podcast 2.0 and the podcast index? How does that all get started? Just Adam giving you a call, or uh, it sounded in, at least in one of the podcasts like there was a, a couple other people involved too, or was it just the two of you? Uh, it's pretty much the two of us. Yeah, we we brought in a um, a third uh, partner uh, just to help us. Uh, both of us are very disorganized and uh, we're, we're like, well, there's going to, there has to be money involved here at some point. So we need somebody that will keep us straight and uh, not let us do crazy things. So uh, we brought, uh, we brought Eric in and he's, uh, he just, you know, does uh, back office stuff and helps us keep everything legal and straight. And he just, he's the business guy while we go out and try to wreck things. But uh, yeah, yeah. But we, well, uh, yeah, we we had we got started. He Adam just called me uh, one day or texted me and said, uh, "Hey, I've got an idea." Which, if you know uh, him, is not an uncommon thing. He's uh, he's got a million ideas at, at light speed, so um, that wasn't uh, out of the ordinary. And so, so he explains. Uh, so he explains to you uh, what this idea is, mm-hmm. which was what, which is what. Uh, well, his, his thing was. Uh, and I don't know how familiar you or your audience would be with no agenda. I'm sure you are in yeah. a little bit. So, uh, you know, his, his um, show has always been possible because he shuns advertising and just goes directly to his audience and the value for value model is what he calls it. And so, um, you know, the idea being that if you're directly supported by your listeners without an intermediary, then you make yourself yourself and your content safer from censorship and so he um, had the idea uh, first to make podcast to give all of podcasting that possibility to try to essentially break uh, podcasting free from this layer of censorship that it has, which really is advertising um, that like most media uh, podcasting has ended up uh, in an advertising model for funding. And so he wanted, he's like, you know, let's, let's try to take the value for value model that no, no agenda has been so successful with and get, make it doable for all of podcasting. So that was, that was one of his ideas. Um, and that, let's see, the other idea was, um, to have a, a censorship free index, which could make that possible. So a directory, a podcast directory, um, where you could take that value for value model and not just apply it to podcasters, but also apply it to app developers 
and our feeling has been since day one, and this is what we discussed um, when he very first brought this up, is that app developers have been left out of the value chain. Mm-hmm. And so um, you've got uh, hosting companies that can make money and do. You have podcasters that have various degrees of success with podcasting, but uh, at least a fair percentage of them do make money. And But the podcast app developers you really only have a couple of independent app developers that make any money at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest of the app, the podcast app landscape really just has survived on uh, in-app purchases or 99 cents on an app store. And so we tried to, we tried to basically uh, make all of the podcast world accessible to that value for value direct donation model. And so that required us to have, an index for that reason, but also uh, an open API uh, for the apps to hook into so that as we developed these technologies, the, you know, what we're kind of loosely calling podcasting 2.0, as we developed that stuff, we could have a place to push it and, uh, and allow people to hook in and get early access to cool technology like, uh, chapters, funding, the value block, all those kinds of things that we've been, uh, that we've been involved in. And so that, that was kind of, that's the framework that we talked about from the very beginning. So what's your vision of how, uh, how this plays out? Um, right now, it looks like you're gathering podcasts and, and getting the information out about what it is. So what, what is your vision of how, is it a, a, a website that people go to or it's, it's easily understood or, you know, how, 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 you know, how, how do you get it so that the masses can easily understand it? What do you what's your vision for that? <laughs> we may be the worst possible people to create something that the masses can understand and easily hook into. <laughs> <That's>, okay. <laughs> that, is, that is not a good track record for us. <laughs> but um, I think so. The goal here is to is not a website. I mean, that that's it's on. We almost have one by necessity. Uh, the real goal is the API, which is what the podcast apps hook into. And so that really doesn't need any, you know, to be functional, it doesn't need any sort of uh, presence uh, on a web page at all. So mm-hmm. the app, at the application level, um, we're pushing us, we're we're pushing data to those apps, and uh, to allow them to function as a podcast player. It, the the issue here is that uh, podcast, the podcasting world is open and decentralized by its nature, which is what we're trying to preserve through technologies like RSS. Um, We're trying to save that aspect of podcasting to keep it from being taken over by Spotify or um, uh, these uh, siloed private companies that want to basically take podcasts and stick them behind a paywall. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to, we're trying to take that technology uh, and, put a free API in there where app developers can hook into that and not have to run their own infrastructure because the downside to the open decentralized podcasting world is that it can be very difficult to aggregate, let's just say a million and a half podcast feeds. That means you have to have servers that are constantly reading those feeds uh, as fast as possible and indexing them into a database and then serving them up in a way that your app can understand. And for a lot of independent app developers who have no promise of making money at all, other than maybe 99 cents if they're lucky, the the idea of running 
enough infrastructure on the back end, uh, which may cost them four or five hundred dollars a month. Uh, that would be that would be tough. That would be a tough sell because they who knows how long how many months they're going to have to go like that before they get any audience buy in at all. So we said, well, why don't we make the infrastructure and then uh, we're going to give it away for free uh, and just eat sort of eating our own dog food, that value for value model. We'll give it away for free. And then if it's helpful to app developers, if it helps them to get customers and uh, and it works out to where they're making money, well, maybe they'll give back to us and donate back to help to help the whole ecosystem. Is it so a big investment for you guys to get this thing going? Um, it, it's not. It's not cheap. It's costing us roughly around three hundred, three fifty a month right now. Okay. Of hosting fees in the first, um, the first couple of months, we paid for that out of po- out of our own pockets, and then um, in the last. Few months, last three months, we've had enough donations coming in to uh, cover our costs. Now, I, I mean, the goal here was never to, um, you know, walk, walk away with a lot of money. We, sure. if we, if we're able to um, cover our costs with hosting, uh, that's really what we're aiming for. We just don't want to lose money, obviously. Right. But um, so far, uh, everybody, you know, so many people have stepped up to the table and and given donations, and we've not had to pay out of pocket for the last uh, three months, and so it's been great. That's great. So, from from the podcaster standpoint, how are you going to make it easy for them, easier for them to get uh, donations quickly from their listeners? That you know uh, that you, they they are in a position where they they don't need advertisers, or they don't need to go through programmatic, or they don't need to figure out who to call to get somebody to help them sell ads because they're busy putting their content together. How do you how do you make that work? Yeah, and that's the uh, that's the moonshot aspect of this. So the the idea here is in order for that to really happen in a way that's um, well, let me back up. There's two parts to that. Uh, n- number one is is you have to take the payment processing out of, out of the, f- the flow as much as you can, because that's where the, that's where the hit happens. Uh, that's where your PayPal's Patreons and those guys, it, when they get involved, you're looking at, you know, 10% uh, right. off the top. And so that the, uh, and you're also looking at a potential uh, point for censorship. And we've seen this, I mean, look at, to use an extreme example lately, look at, look at Pornhub they got completely demonetized by Visa. And it's not just a Patreon or somebody like that that can demonetize you. In their case, it was the actual credit card processor themselves. And it didn't matter who that intermediary was. Um, that's going to go all the way up the chain to where to the actual bank processing. And so our idea is in order to make a decentralized uh, support donation support model work, you really need to take all of that out of the chain if you can. And the only thing that does that really is, is crypto is uh, Bitcoin. And so we, uh, Adam had been reading about a technology called lightning, which is basically uh, a, what they call a layer two protocol that sits on top of Bitcoin. And the Bitcoin lightning network allows you to do very fast transactions, very small transactions, um, because it it works what they call off chain, so these are um, not standard Bitcoin transactions. They are transactions that happen off of the blockchain in small increments, and then they get settled up later 
in what's called a channel. And so he was reading about this technology and we started putting some stuff together and just checking it out to see if it would be viable. And um, about, uh, it's about a month and a half or so after we launched the index, we were able to, to prove out that, that that type of system would work. And so the, the idea here is that um, in your RSS feed, the way this looks in practical terms to try to, to try to speak clearly here is in, in your RSS feed for your podcast, uh, you can put a tag in there that lists out all of the various Bitcoin lightning addresses that need to get paid as somebody listens to the podcast. And so the idea would be that app applications, podcast applications, player applications would read those, that tag in the RSS feed. And then once a minute, they would begin to stream payment back to the podcaster because the podcast podcaster has put in there his or her lightning payment address. And so once, once a minute you're getting however many, uh, big, ever many fractions of a Bitcoin, the listener has determined that your podcast is worth, you know, what they want to pay for it. And let's just say that's 10 Satoshis. A Satoshi is a, is a 100 millionth of a Bitcoin. So let's just say that's 10 Satoshis. Well, every minute, 10 Satoshis are getting paid back to that podcaster directly into their Bitcoin wallet. Um, and so we've proved, we've proved that out that it works. And, uh, through, uh, some guys that we, that we, um, have hooked up with at the Sphinx.chat app. They have a lightning, uh, they had already had a lightning uh, chat app. And so they just dropped, essentially just dropped podcast player into that app. And uh, immediately we were able to hook up everything to the API, to the index, the podcast index, and uh, begin streaming money. And it works. I mean, we're doing it every single day now. It's, it's, it's a future, it's a future looking technology. Uh, but it also works right now. Um, it's just a little complicated to get into. Are you going to be able to make it work with cash? Being that uh, a lot of people not only really don't understand uh, a Bitcoin, they, they probably don't uh, buy any or have any or or exchange any. So how do you how do you make right. that work with cash for the podcaster? Um, that's kind of universally known in the um, you know in the Bitcoin world as the onboarding problem. <laughs> it's like. There's so many cool Bitcoin things that uh, are hampered by the fact that it's a challenge to get Bitcoin in from cash. So uh, we decided at the beginning, you know, we're not going to try to get into that if we can help it. Now, that doesn't mean that we're completely avoiding that because one thing that we're doing right now is we've been talking to um, somebody that, that it's, it's not ready. I'm not ready to talk about it publicly, but we've been talking to a uh, lightning provider and the ideas here are for them to handle a, a dollar to Bitcoin conversion process. Mm. So the, the, inter the great thing about this is the Bitcoin community is, is so zealous, you know, they love things like this. Anything that causes cryptocurrency and specifically Bitcoin to be more accessible and more usable, yeah, they they love a, a challenge like that. So as soon as you know it became known that we were involved in this space, they the Bitcoin guys just jumped in there like you know with both feet and were like, yeah, we want to do this. And so we've just been contacted by everybody. Yeah, and, um, yeah. So I, I don't think that I, I think that's going to be a solved problem 
I think it's going to be a solved problem fairly quickly. Great. So the you mentioned the uh, the podcast apps also um, making money in, in this new uh, in this new way of, of doing this. So how 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 do they uh, do they are they taking a piece of uh, the uh, the podcasters uh, revenue or is it some other way they'd be making money? Yeah, and it, well, that's one thing that we've that we've talked about uh, since the beginning is that it, it's not this doesn't work if everybody doesn't get a piece of that action. I mean, everybody in the podcast world, nobody, nobody needs to be left out of that because the, 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 the truth is everybody contributes to this in some way, the app, the aggregator, the index, the, uh, the podcaster, uh, the hosting company. There's so many people in the chain that uh, everybody needs to be able to be, to have a piece of that. And so the way that the, uh, the value block is what we call it, the way the value tag works in the new podcast namespace is you can just specify this. You specify, okay, these uh, four, you know, lightning addresses are going to get paid every minute. And uh, one of them may be, you know, 98 and you specify percentage. So let's just say uh, 97% uh, you say 97% of this of the payment each minute is going to go to the podcaster, which is which is me. One uh, percent is going to go to the app. One uh, percent is going to go to the hosting company. One uh, percent is going to go to this API that I'm using. And so you you can specify all the different people in the chain that you would like to see get paid. Gotcha. And yeah, and so for the apps, what we're we're recommending like a one percent split, and uh, but. The interesting thing is it's a new market. So who knows what that'll end up as you, you know, if you, if you leave that in the, in the listener's hands, they may really love your app and they may say, well, yeah, I want to give you an extra, you know, 5% on top of that. And so as as soon as you take, you know, that is an interesting thing too. As soon as you take out this idea that there's a set price for this one particular service, and you move to that mindset of uh, the value for value where you say, I'm going to give you this value mm-hmm. and you give me back what you think is worth, whatever that is. If it's five cents or if it's $500, I'm not going to tell you what to give me. You give back to me what you think it's worth. Right. Um, when you when you put those tools in somebody's hands, it's amazing what people will do. I mean, we just in the short lifespan of our um, show, of our podcast that we we do a weekly podcast on Fridays called Podcasting 2.0 that is basically just a running, uh, Adam calls it the board meeting because we don't usually we don't usually talk during the week much. But if you uh, take the, that show, for example, that's been running since August, I mean, some weeks we get, you know, $10 of donations. Mm-hmm. And another week we may get, you know, $1,500. Uh, but it's just a matter of what people heard that week, what they saw us do and how much they thought that was worth to them and the rest of the ecosystem. So, um, we're, so you've we're, been, you, you guys have been gaining some, some traction with the whole, uh, with the, uh, with companies like, I, I think Libsyn is one and, and companies like that to, to get more podcasts in uh, the index. Correct. I mean, what is, yeah. what is it that you can talk about it in terms of companies that are, that are known right now? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much I don't think there's anybody that's not known at this point. It's, uh, uh, Buzzsprout, uh, Libsyn, um, uh, Blueberry—they're—they're they're working. They're developing. Uh, they're 
they're spending some dev time right now to get hooked into to our stuff. Um, Captivate, Transistor, Fireside. Um, I feel like I'm leaving somebody out. But we there's they're listed on our on our uh, website under um, there's an apps page there that lists out everybody who has connections to us. But we, one one of the things that that we're trying to do is, you know, it seems a little weird to have Apple be sort of the main directory for podcasting when they're also a private company, um, you know, a big humongous private company. And so the, the idea is that uh, for Apple to be sort of the default directory for something that's supposed to be an open ecosystem that nobody owns and controls, um, we're, we're trying to shift that center of the universe back to something that is open now we're we're not a nonprofit, but um, all like you can literally listen to our show and hear how much money we have. I mean, we we spell it out every week. So we tried. We're saying, well, we're not a nonprofit, but we're extreme like extreme transparency in our financials. Yeah. So if you um, uh, listen to to the show, you can see exactly what's going on. We're transparent. We build everything in the open on our. Um, uh, podcastindex.social is the name of our social uh, website where us and all the developers that are in the project uh, participate. And so if you, we're trying to shift that universe back from having a private company sort of running podcasting infrastructure to putting it back into a more open uh, community led effort. Um, so yeah, I, that, I, I, I heard Adam teasing uh, Apple a few times. Do you, do you <laughs> need to have them in there or does it really matter if they're in there? Because really you're going to have all the other hosting companies anyway, and they're all basically feeding Apple the same stuff or does it matter? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, Apple's very interested. They know, they know what's going on here. And, uh, you know, Adam's talked to them a few times and uh, there's no, there's absolutely no animosity at all. You mm -hmm. know, those, those guys are great and they're going to, um, get involved whenever they feel like it's right. And so, but we, um, yeah, we're, we're not, we don't have any real need for them to be involved at this point. Right. Um, other than just, it would help with adoption uh, of the namespace sure. because there's sort of two pro these are two kind of, uh, I guess, parallel projects that, that feed off each other. There's the podcast index, which is uh, the API, and that's uh, the effort to make a you know, decentralized, um, non-Apple-centric, or really, it's not just Apple, non-corporate-centric index that can't, you know, that's free of censorship. And then there's the podcast namespace, which supports that effort, but also is usable way outside of us. Like all the technologies that we talked about, like the value tag. Uh, transcripts, funding, chapters, all these things that we're doing, everything we do is all in the, in the podcast namespace. And that doesn't depend on the podcast index. That's completely usable outside of us. Talk, talk about the tags a little bit so that uh, uh, people that are listening or that uh, are reading uh, this understand how, what you're doing with tags and, and why it might be important to the average podcast. Uh, yeah, and that's that's interesting because it's a it, RSS is an old technology and it's very extensible. Um, you can add new things to it very easily through through what they call namespaces. 
And, um, but the funny thing about it is that, that, that technology is so hidden from the modern podcaster that a lot of times they just don't even know about their feed or what's in it or anything like that and don't care, which is fine. You know, that's not for them to care about necessarily, but, um, when you begin to add new things to RSS to extend it, um, you do have to have some sort of knowledge about, about that because there may be stuff in there that you want. So, um, the podcast namespace is our effort to take a lot of the things that the podcasting world has been wanting for many years and just do it. Um, cause what we found early on was that, um, podcasting has the, the decentralized nature of it that we've talked about leaves it open to just no progress. There's a lot of people that sit around and talk about, you know, Hey, podcasting ought to have this, but they don't ever do anything. Or mm-hmm. a lot of times things get tied up in standards groups or, you know, standards bodies or working groups or uh, 501c nonprofits are formed in order to look at doing something, but nothing ever actually gets done. And so um, we said, well, let's just do it. I mean, why not? Let's try it. And so we put together a namespace with um, five of the tags that we knew immediately that people had been talking about and wanting for a long time. And um, uh, one of those was the lock tag to, uh, well, that, that wasn't one that had been wanted for a long time. That's one that we kind of cooked up, but that was a, an idea of being able to lock your feed so that people can't import, import it or pirate your feed. Okay. Um, there was the uh, transcript tag, which Buzzsprout had already been working on and uh, already had sort of a working open spec for, uh, but it was only usable between Buzzsprout and one app. So we said, okay, well, let's refine that and stick that in the namespace and then everybody can use it. Um, so we've got the transcript tag, uh, the funding tag, which is an attempt to simplify a few other tags that existed to try to point people at donation links like PayPal mm-hmm. um, or Patreon. And then um, the, let's see, you got logged funding transcript oh, and chapters, uh, the chapters tag. And the chapters tag is our effort to take chapters out of the MP3 file itself. Cause that's typically the way it's done now. Um, if you want to put chapters in your, in your, in your show, you typically have to bake it into the MP3 audio file. And so that's, that's fine, but it's a little bit inflexible because once you upload the show, uh, if you want to remaster it or something like that, it can be difficult, a lot of heavy lifting to, to rearrange that audio, the frame headers and that kind of thing in a way that doesn't break. So we said, well, let's take the chapters out of the MP3 file itself and stick it in a separate file that can be included with the RSS feed. And so now it allows the, now this allows for um, rich uh, chapter building tools to be created that don't have to touch the audio. They can exist alongside the hosting company's, uh, you know, user interface tools and allow you to create the chapters after the fact, after you upload your audio. And so you could listen along and add the chapters as you go. So it, it's a, that was, so that was the other tag that we, that we came up with. And that was what we call uh, phase one of the podcast namespace is putting so those be, tags in. Before you go on to the next uh, uh, piece of what you wanted to say, 
the chat. Let's let's just say I'm a podcaster. Uh, I use Spreaker uh, to host my site, and I want to insert chapters into uh, my show because I don't have chapters now. How, how? Tell me how I do that now with your technology. Uh, for to use the podcast namespace with Spreaker, you would you would have to beg them to do it. <laughs> Essentially, okay. you have to get them to adopt because we have not heard from them. Uh, cur- currently, uh, Buzzsprout. Let's just say you want to do chapters. Buzzsprout uh, supports that. Uh, Fireside supports that. Transistor supports that. Um, Captivate supports that. Or they, w- uh, I think, Captivate's doing it right now. Uh, Blueberry. So one of those hosting companies we mentioned before have all committed to adopting the, those namespace tags. They either already have them or they're about to have them and they're going to have the tools to do it. Um, if you're with Spreaker, um, you just want to contact them and tell them to, and tell them to do it because that's, that's how they need to find out about this stuff. Right. They need to hear from their customers. So if I'm uh, if I go on to, if I go on to the website, can I upload my show myself and become, even though it's hosted on Spreaker, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. The hosting company has to be part of this. Yeah, we we do not do any hosting or pro or processing of of the podcast gotcha. in any way. All all we the all we do on the index side of things is uh, ag- we're an aggregator and a back end for apps, um, and then we also have spearheaded the namespace project. So we basically what happens is once a tag is a new tag is finalized, we put support for it into the index uh, software so that now we pick up that data and we're able to hand it back to the apps that use our service. Um, but we don't process or manage the, the, the gotcha. audio or the hosting or any of that stuff. Yeah. So if I was with lips and our blueberry and we were down the road and everything was humming, then I would go on their website where I upload my show and something different is going to be there. That wasn't there six months ago that will help me, figure out chapters and figure out transcript because they're going to make it easy for the average podcaster who has no clue how to do any of this. They just want to do a show. They're going to, it's going to be on their site. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's the way it is with uh, if you go to, if you, if you're hosted on Buzzsprout right now, all those things are there and you just, because of you guys, because, because they've incorporated your, your technology. Right. That's exactly right. And uh, so you have all and same with fire fireside. If you go to fireside, all that stuff's there. uh, Transistor, uh, if you're if you log into your account, you'll just you'll see those things there available for you to put into your show. Yeah, got it. So what? Uh, so take us like what's down the road here? I mean, how does it? How do you feel like it's done? Or you know, I'm sure it's never going to be done. But you know, yeah. what, what is you know what is your vision of saying uh, we've got it to the point where it's you know is it going to be that it's being mass used by all the hosting companies or is it going to be hmm. something that you finish writing? How's it how's it going to feel somewhat finished? Uh, I think it's the way I envision it going. And I think you've seen this already is that there's a flurry of activity at the beginning uh, because uh, a lot of this stuff is just pent up demand. Uh, people have been wanting like a, like a location tag, a way to put your, let's just say if you're doing a podcast about uh, Western Africa, uh-huh. people want to be able to somehow tag West Africa in their podcast so that uh, other search engines, uh, podcast search engines and podcast indexes can aggregate that stuff together and say, here's all the popular podcasts about West Africa, mm. or here's all the podcast episodes that have talked about the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower. Um, so you have 
uh, this this idea of location tagging within podcasting is something that has been wanted for a while. And so we've put that into phase two. So that's going to be um, a tag that will be finalized within the next couple of months. And then um, people within the user tools of their host can tag a location in their feed. So uh, there's things like that that are pent up demand for information to be included that we just are saying, okay, let's just do it. Let's push it in there, make sure it looks good. And let's, um, let's get the ball rolling on that. But as those things, as those sort of low hanging fruit, you know, uh, as those things come uh, get in there and get baked in and get finalized, there will be few, fewer and fewer of those. And so then I think it'll, the activity will fall off, but that'll be good though, because that'll let, uh, at least for us, for our, for our, vision that will let us focus more on that second goal, which is trying to uh, get the podcasting world less dependent on advertising. Uh, so that, and that's a harder problem to solve clearly <laughs> than putting right, some tags right. in the namespace. Uh, but I, I hope, I really hope by the end of the year, I, I hope by the end of 2021 that we'll have a very robust namespace and that we'll have, you know, I'm, I hope that we have a lot of hosts on board. We already do have a lot, but I think if, if at the end of the 2021, if we had a really nice namespace with a lot of accessible new things that people could put in their, in their podcast, and let's just say 50% of the hosts on board, I would be very happy. Great. So do you think there's really um, a, uh, a big, um, uh, desire for transcripts and, and chapters and things like that. Is it really something that's important to podcasters uh, or is it a small group of podcasters and people in the industry that are, that are asking about those and, you know, what's your, so what's your thought on that? Are those, or, or, do you, or is it good to have a choice for them to be able to put it in there so that it, it will help grow their show and they just don't know it or, you know, what's the reason for including those things? Well, what we've seen, it, it's an interesting question because, I think I think it's sort of a mix of all of that because what we've seen is number one, hosters are going to do, they're going to implement what their customers are asking for. And yeah. so um, if their customers are not asking for uh, location data to be in the podcast, well, they're probably just not going to do it. They're not going to put that, they're not going to spend the developer time to put that stuff in there. And so there's, that's sort of one way to answer that question. Another thing to think about is that the more, how do I say this? The, the podcasting ecosystem, the open free podcasting ecosystem is sort of locked in a trench warfare right now with um, specifically Spotify because Spotify is buying up, you know, they're buying up large portions of podcasting right now. And those private apps that don't play ball with the rest of, of podcasting, they have the potential to do all, all kinds of interesting things in the app. They can do these things like location, uh, person search, people search, uh, transcripts. They can do all of those things. Now, now a lot of them don't yet, uh, but they will. And if the open podcast ecosystem is not prepared to have feature parity with what the private, siloed apps can do well then that that's a problem it'll it will kill slowly the open podcadcasting world so there's a, the other way to answer that is just we need these things just 
to maintain relevance and feature parity and, and innovation in this space. Um, and then I guess the, the final way to, to look at it is, yes, there are, there are plenty of customers who are podcasters who want this information. Um, but, uh, there's also plenty of podcasters that want it, but don't know they want it <laughs> because yeah. it's cool stuff Fair that they enough. could put in, you know, could put yeah. in there, but they may not know that they're missing it. You know. So, lastly, what do you want the average podcaster to know or do uh, to that will help? Um, I would say that uh, number one would be go go check out some of the apps that um, that support this stuff. One would be uh, Podfriend which is a web-based app. I think it's just podfriend.com. Uh, another one would be uh, podverse.fm. Uh, another one would be hypercatcher. That's on iOS. Uh, Podcast Addict uh, supports some of the tags already. Um, go check out some of those apps that support the, the tags and look at how they work and look at the cool stuff that they can do because it's kind of a... It, it's really a different experience. So when you're looking at, let's just say, if you're looking at the No Agenda Show on Hypercatcher uh, app uh, or on Podfriend, you're seeing in real time as things are being talked about on the show, you're seeing uh, pictures come up, uh, uh, images that they're talking about, articles come up. I mean, it's almost like being in a being a slot in a PowerPoint presentation. It's pretty amazing. And once you get like person in uh, the person tag, the new person tag or the location tag, you can come up with all kinds of rich, immersive data in a podcast. And it's just, it's a different, it's a real different experience. And so I think one thing I would say is go, go check out some of those apps and what they can do. And the other thing would be uh, if you think that the, that that stuff is really cool and it's something that you would want to put in your podcast, well then um, ask your host if they're not one of the ones that participate yet. Um, and then uh, we, what we have seen is it does not take much uh, to convince a host to jump on board with this because the host, the e-podcast host, hosting world is very competitive. And so um, if somebody's wanting something and, you know, if let's just say that you're at Spreaker and one of your customers are seeing all this cool stuff happening over at Buzzsprout, well, then you need to support that. You may lose, you know, you may lose customers that way. Right. Um, so now I would say those things, go check out what it can do and then go uh, talk to your host and make sure that uh, please push the podcast so people can listen in. I mean, every Friday I think comes out, right. Or uh, mm -hmm. yeah, once a week, you and Adam talk about exactly what's going on. So let everybody mm -hmm. know when that is again. Uh, it's podcasting 2.0 is the name of the show. We're, uh, we're not on Apple or Spotify. Or no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's an RSS feed. So, um, we're, we're eating our own dog food, man. So, uh, you're, you'll go, ha you'll have to go get the RSS free from our homepage, which is podcastindex.org, and, uh, manually plug it into your uh, podcast app. Yeah. It's every Friday. That's right. <laughs>